Good afternoon, MLB Pro family. This is Scott Gesford, your Oakland A's GM, and I'm with Rob, who runs the Kansas City Royals. How are you today, Rob? I'm great. How are you, Scott? Good, thank you. Anything you want to start off with before we get started? Uh, no, other not to, not nothing other than I'll start with the first question, which is uh, how is 2022? And in Kansas City, it was what we like to call a, a disappointment from start to finish. Actually, that's not true. It was everything was going pretty well until the middle of June, and then it all went downhill. <laughs> and yeah, we can't I have one of those. We don't have injuries to blame. It just, it just kind of all, things just quit going our way. <laughs> um, most of our uh, guys that we figured would be our top produce producers were underperforming, particularly, um, you know, Cody Clemens. I've lamented enough on the on the Slack channel about how he was disappointing <laughs> me all year long. Um, and then most of our pitching was about a run a game worse than I kind of thought they'd be. So that that hurt too. So do you think that's enough if, if they start pitching like they're supposed to pitch that you could be competitive in the central? Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, we made one big free agent acquisition um, this year, getting Mark Baker uh, is going to come in and, you know, hopefully uh, add a, a lot to the offense, not only, you know, with his ability to hit home runs, but also maybe – you know, maybe having just one power hitter in, in Cody Clemens last year um, was allowing guys to pitch around him. So maybe having that second bat there will, you know, help Cody get some better pitches. Who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah, Clemens, only time will tell, right? Yeah. I mean, he fell from from 30 home runs uh, his rookie year to, to, to 16 last year and about 120 more at bats. So that was um, – quite disappointing uh, well looking over 2022 for you you know you finished in third not i mean not terribly too far back no. you know uh, looks like looks like detroit's improved some uh or maybe with scalise being average that'll improve him a little bit the twins are the question mark aren't they in your division yeah can they can they keep it up or not. So as as we move as we move on, so what's your philosophy on uh, player development, scouting? You know, holding on to some cash in case you want to make a big splash. Well, what I've been trying. So I'm I'm I, you know, the last three years. So so my whole time here, I've kind of been. I, I wrote out, I actually wrote out a plan in an Excel sheet with what I wanted to do each season. And the first two years kind of went according to plan. I wanted to get rid of all my veteran players, which I did relatively quickly. Um, I wanted to, you know, draft, you know, kind of near the top of the order, which I did. Uh, I wanted to spend a lot of money on, player development and scouting, which I did. I maxed those out. Um, I wanted to grow from within. And then with the extra cash I had each year, I was I was uh, taking on bad contracts in exchange for prospects. Um, and that went pretty well until last year. Last year, 
I was, my goal was to go 81 and 81. Um, and we had, uh, oh, I'm going blank on the pitcher's name. We took a pitcher on for a prospect that was eating like 20 million. Uh, and I thought he actually had a little talent left. Um, but that went south. He had like a 5.5 ERA. And so we ended up just buying him out and getting him, getting him off the team so we could try to let some of the younger players have more innings. Um, so this year, instead of using my extra cash to purchase bad contracts, um, I decided I was going to just, you know, get a, get a veteran guy, one to sell tickets, um, two to drive in runs. And, uh, so that's why we went after Baker and we were actually in the running, um, for a couple guys, um, but in the end, everyone else I wanted ended up getting too expensive. I would have loved to have two $20 million a year players. Um, but that did not end up happening, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy, um, with how things are right now. You can always um, so, trade yes. for another $20 million guy if you want. Yeah. And the, <laughs> well, now I can't cause I've popped the leftover money I had back into my scouting and development budgets. <laughs> so I'm, I, I've got about 5 million to play with right now. Um, but I think, I think we're going to be competitive. You know, as long as the twins have Copeland, they're going to be um, doing well, I think, but I think, I, don't know, I, I, I hate to say I'm over optimistic, but I, I think these guys, they can't all do as bad as they did last year again. <laughs> Can they? You, you got some wood you're knocking on or something? To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I do have my Royals hat on, so I can kind of rub the bill or something for. There you go. Avoiding channeling the, your uh, avoiding channeling the your 1980s George Brett. <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, we just recently signed a couple more um pitchers uh for the bullpen guys that have been starters historically um we got jose fierro and pat crosby um over the last couple days i there's one guy i want we've been going back and forth he keeps saying and you give him a little bit more he hadn't turned me off and then all of a sudden um last night he he emailed he uh said he wanted a little bit more and i went to negotiate i went to the uh to negotiate and make a new offer. And he said, he doesn't like my manager and won't sign with me. I don't know. I haven't changed managers. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it's crazy but, how that, I mean, to me, this off season <laughs> has been crazy where people have not been responding to offers no, for a long time. Yeah. I know when uh, I was actually in play for Holston, I never expected to get him being a small market team, but uh, right. he was favoring my offer for like 10 days. Then all of a sudden he says, I don't like your offer, make a better one. And then, like two days later, he signed with the Dodgers. So. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's how it goes. Yeah, um, but yeah. So, Harry, how, how happy are you with your rotation? So let, let's go over the rotation real quick. I've got, yeah. um, you know, Chris Bubik is uh, one of those guys. I thought he'd be my ace last year after his rookie year, where he was, uh, you know, nine and five with a three point three two ERA and a one point one whip which are you know better than what you usually see in kansas city these days and he went uh three and 11 and 31 starts last year he was a terrible disappointment uh his era was up to 425 and his whip was almost one and a half um but you know we've penciled him in to be our ace again this year um number two guy chris rivers 
was probably the guy that did what I thought, you know, he was eight and eight and 21. And then he went nine and six last year on uh, 32 starts with a 3.86 ERA. So I think we're good with rivers. My number three guy is probably going to be Casey Mize who um, I still don't think he's reached his potential. Now he's only 25. So there's still room for <laughs> him to do well, but I don't think he's pitching to what his ratings are. Um, and he was one of those guys that we were just really disappointed with. He, you know, his rookie year, he had a 4.89 ERA. That was 2020. Uh, followed that up by, with a 5.65 in 21. And it was 5.35 last year. Uh, and he was 5 and 11. So if these guys can get their ERAs down by a run, a game, um, they'll all be fine. Uh, the one probably bright spot we had um, – Last year was we, uh, we we called up a guy who had pitched very poorly in Triple A um, named Kevin Nost. Um, he was he had a five point six three ERA in Omaha, but my scout loved him, and my scout is just like saying this guy's you know a, you know two three starter potentially. Um, so we called him up uh, late in the year, started eight games, and he went four and one with a two point nine eight ERA. So that that Kevin. Kevin's going to come back um, as our fourth starter going into the season. And then our fifth starter will be Jason Neal, who, you know, another guy, he was, he's kind of regressed every year. He went uh, a rookie in 2020 with a 3.75 ERA. Then it went up to 4.68 and last year it was 5.23 and he was seven and 10. Um, but he's got, you know, my scout thinks he can be a, a good pitcher. So we're going to, you know, we've worked, a little bit on solidifying our defense, but it's really um, about the same as it was last year because that's when we tried to improve it was last season. <laughs> um, so I feel like these guys have good guys with good range, good gloves behind them. I just don't know what happened. Um, yeah. I There's some out of park magic somewhere, right? That I'm, we can't figure out. <laughs> yeah. I brought in a new pitching coach. Um, in the off season, in a late move, I was gonna stick with Arthur Rhodes, who I had um, the prior year, uh, but I ended up signing um, John O'Quinn, who I'd never heard of. He's got no experience, um, but I liked his uh, I liked his ratings, and he handles development well, and he teaches picks. He's got an excellent rating and teaching pitching. So we'll see if a change in pitching coach. Does any good at all? Can't can't hurt to try, right? I mean, right, yeah. What else you gonna yeah, do with that so, money? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Some you of got, the coaches you got nost, were, uh, you got nost for me. Did I? Okay, yeah. Was that part for, of the? Was, um, Brandon was that Gill? in the was deal? Okay, so it was separate from the deal where I got um, Rizzo. Yeah, we did two different. Yeah, you traded me Gill straight up for him. Okay, so Nost was. Um, let's see, was it just straight up Gill for Nost? Yes. Yeah, it was. It was okay. Yeah. So yeah, my scout liked him back then when I made the trade. Uh, he wasn't doing well, and I said, you know what? A lot of these guys in the uh, in, uh, international league have inflated ERAs. <laughs> Let me just see what's happening. Yeah, in the majors, and and he was great. He was great up in the majors. So, my scout really liked him too, um, but I couldn't pass up. I was 
trying to build. I needed a third baseman for the future and yeah, you know, somebody I targeted. So uh, what are you going to do with Joe Kelly? He's also listed as a starter right now. I know he pitched out of the bullpen also so, last year. Yep. So Joe Kelly's, uh, I'll talk a little bit about him. I was, I was upset that I couldn't sign him to an extension last year. Uh, cause he wanted to test the market, but then I ended up getting him for less than he was asking for originally. So we're <laughs> glad to have Joe Kelly back. I'm glad he didn't find anyone else on the market that wanted him, but he'll, he'll be, um, he'll be in the bullpen again, probably in a setup role, uh, but available to move to the rotation. If we have injuries or, or something like that. Um, okay. So how does your bullpen look? So Addison Reed, our closer, one of the few guys that was actually good last year. Um, he was our big, our big free agent signing last year was Addison Reed, who get, makes all of five and a half million a year. Just to, <laughs> to show you what, what I consider a high, high paid guy, um, and then compare that to the you know twenty million that um, Baker's getting now. But yeah, so he came in with a four year. $22 million contract and he, he had 31 saves and a 3.12 ERA. He was pretty reliable as my closer. So he'll be the closer again. Um, right now uh, I, I let my manager handle all the um, lineups and, and, and the pitching staff. And, and he's got Joe Kelly and Luis Martinez pictured or penciled in as the setup guys um, with uh, Kevin Ilward, uh, another guy I think I got from you, um, as a middle reliever, and he was good last year. Um, he went six and five, four saves, three point six two ERA, which is anyone that was under four for me last year, I consider a success story. Actually, for me, anyone under like four and a half, I consider <laughs> success. Um, and then I've got a you know homegrown player in Henry Lockwood and penciled in the middle relief along with uh jose fiero who he just signed a couple days ago uh and then pat crosby and evan smith a couple of guys that have a lot of endurance are there if needed um right now fiero and crosby are the only left-handed pitchers i have uh in the in the bullpen so i might try to get one more um if my final target doesn't change his mind about hating my manager <laughs> yeah might make one more little move but it'll be like a guy that's two million or less a year you know i'm not gonna go um spending a lot on that yeah on the bullpen uh so do you normally keep 12 pitchers 13 pitchers or does that fluctuate during a year based off schedule and stuff like that uh last so i'd normally have 12 but last season i went to 13 um and i'll probably do 13 again this year at least at the start if i see you know somebody's not getting any innings i might send them down and, and call up another bat but i think the 13 13 worked well for me last year um despite the team despite my team being terrible <laughs> i don't think my guys had inflated eras because um there were too many pitchers i think uh there's other issues there but um uh, I have a ton of young talent and I don't like them just sitting, uh, particularly hitters. I have, I'm very pleased with my outfield depth and I don't want them just sitting on the bench. So um, having just, you know, 13 guys um, on the, 
13 position players on the on the team seems to work well for me everyone gets to gets to play <laughs> right exactly so let's talk about your your lineup do you want to go down your sure. position players who might who is penciled in as the starters right now yeah definitely um so bernie blanchard my leadoff guy he's a guy that draws a lot of walks uh he's going to be making the move from left field to center field this year um but he's got great speed he's a great base runner he's got a great eye um he struck out 101 times, which in this league is considered low. <laughs> yes. Um, but he, yeah, he posted a, you know, 398 on base percentage last year. So he's coming back and hitting leadoff. He's just going to move to center field. Um, he's got uh, a great glove. His range is, he's got a 60 range. So hopefully that's good enough for center field. Um, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, my number two hitter is my. Uh, Favorite player, Gus Lopez, 25-year-old. Um, he started as a shortstop and moved to second base last year, and he's like a phenomenal defensive second baseman. He also has, you know, phenomenal speed, great base running ability. He stole 40 bases last year, hit 316. Um, in 2021, he led the AL with a 333 average. So um, Gus is one of those guys that, you know, I only have a handful of them, but he actually, uh, you know, both Bernie and Gus, did play to their potential last year but after that in the lineup it was all disappointment so my manager has number three right now mark baker the newcomer who's gonna play left field um and force bernie to center field uh you know mark hits 37 home runs for seattle last year 38 the year before 37 the year before so he's been really consistent we're excited um about having him so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that won't hurt us. We're gonna, you know, lose a draft pick for signing him. Yeah, um, but what's he gonna bring to your team? Right, uh, a lot. And he he was a huge bump in fan interest. So he's helping with the ticket sales, which matter a lot to me being a small market team with a uh, not very loyal fan base. Um, the Fan interest right now is at 76, the highest it's ever been since I've been at the helm of the Royal. So I'm uh, excited about that. All right. So cleanup hitter right now, penciled in is Cody Clemens, 26 years old. I already mentioned he fell from 30 home runs in 21 to 16 last year. Uh, still out, still think he has great power. Um, he's a very good defensive uh, first base. He had started his career as a third baseman, and I've moved him to first. Um, he kind of split time. He kind of went back and forth between first and DH last year um, with, uh, you know, Anthony Rizzo playing first other days. But I'm going to lock him in at first base um, just to give him some consistency. Maybe that played into him not hitting as well. <laughs> uh, we'll see. <laughs> Then we've got, um, you know, there's not a lot of position battles in Kansas City, but there is one, and that is um, a catcher. So David Davies was our starting catcher last year, and he hit 22 home runs with a 239 average. But if you look at it month by month, he was hitting like 280 the first couple When we were good, he was hitting like 280, 290, and then – he just fell off in like July, August, September was just hitting below 200 that whole time. Um, 
so I think uh, right now, you know, my has a rookie, Hagen Donner. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. It's uh, <laughs> close enough. As the starter. Yeah, and Hagen Donner did. He was a September call up last year. He hit. He had zero hits and seven at bat, so he didn't play much at all. But uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, I saw Jonathan in Pittsburgh had a few catchers on the market. I might look into upgrading. I don't know. I feel like these guys are good enough, um, but they just need to get their act together. I've got a really good catcher um, in Omaha, uh, Francisco Alvarez, who might be able to come up. He'll probably be on the spring roster. We'll see what he does, but he's got a good bat, so he might be in the mix too. Um, just have to wait and see. But right now, Hagen Donner, who is 0 for 7 in his career, is penciled in as the fifth hitter. Uh, Nander DeSadas, our starting third baseman, he's a phenomenal defensive third baseman. He's also a great contact hitter. Should have a good eye. He only drew 48 walks last year, but he should be able to get 60, 70 walks in a season. Um, he's our number six hitter, switch hitting guy. I really like him a lot. Um, I was a little disappointed that he only hit um, 249 last year after hitting 270 as a rookie. Um, in the number seven spot, we've got Anthony Rizzo, who's going to be our DH this year, and um, he can play first when Cody needs a break. Um, Rizzo, you know, pretty consistently hitting 245, 250 every year, comes over here and hits 212. <laughs> pretty consistently has a, uh, you know, war around two or three, and negative 0.2. So uh, Rizzo did not really play well, but I'm, I'm thinking – He's going to bounce back. He's got to bounce back. I'm believing it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the eighth hitter, the other position where we, we're not 100% sure, sometimes when I have my manager set the lineups, he puts Brian Cooper there. Sometimes he puts um, Jeremy Kenny there. Those two guys are not that different. Um, Cooper uh, is probably has less power, will strike out less little more speed um he's 23 years old i think he'll be um i think he'll be a good hitter he only played in eight games last year and hit 316 um and then jeremy kenny like i said has a little bit more power um he hit 241 with 13 home runs in 112 games um so we'll see how he does i'm not sure which one of those guys um my manager's going to end up starting, but right now he's got Cooper in the lineup with Kenny backing up and right and center. So we'll see how that goes. And then my ninth hitter is purely in the lineup for his amazing uh, glove and arm um, shortstop Tyler Donaldson. Now my scout thinks this guy can be a 280, 290 hitter and, you know, draw 60, 70 walks he hit 237 last year, <laughs> but he was over 300 almost every year in the minors up until then. Um, so we'll see if Tyler figures it out at the plate uh, this year. But he's he's got no pressure. He's hitting ninth. Um, if he can just get on from time to time, so that you know Bernie and Gus and Mark can drive him in, that will be that will be great. <laughs> yeah. So One, I've heard you say a couple times that you you let your manager 
make the decisions on the lineup and stuff like that. That's your philosophy, kind of. I get the players. You do what you do, yep. and yeah, I occasionally will interfere. Um, like right now, I've I've forced Cody Clemens to be the first base starting first baseman, um, but that's pretty rare. Pretty rare. Pretty regularly, I will just you know let the manager do what they want to do, um, and. Try not to second guess them because I am the type of person who would change my lineup every time I, you know, get three hit. <laughs> so I don't have the patience for this. So if I just put it in the, the three runs hands, in the pitcher gives up three runs in the first inning, you're like, get them out, I'm get them out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, so I am letting the um, letting the the manager call the shots. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about your minor league system. Do you have any prospects that you think may come up to the major leagues this year and make an impact at some point? All right. So I didn't even know this until about a month ago, but right now the Kansas city Royals have the number one rated system in the league. So I was pretty excited when I saw that. Um, so I would say um, that our, uh, the, the guys you're, you're most likely to see are Francisco Alvarez, who's like the number 10 prospect in the league right now. He's, you know, the third catcher on my official depth chart. Um, but I know the game likes to overvalue catchers. Um, there's a good chance that if a pitcher gets hurt, Kenny Funkhauser, my first round pick a couple years ago, uh, we'll we'll be in our starting rotation. He'll probably be in our starting rotation during spring training. Um, he's the number twelve prospect in the league right now. I've got an infielder named Garrett DeChambeau who I like a lot. Um, he's not as good as Tyler Donaldson defensively, but he's a little bit better at the plate. Um, I don't have a place for him to go right now with DeSantis at third. Donaldson at short and Gus Lopez at second. Uh, and I don't want him to be sitting on the bench. So he could come up in the event of an injury. Probably he would be up there. Um, he, he, hit, he had a pretty good year last year in AAA. Yeah, he hit 282 in Omaha. I I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, Kevin Naust, who we already talked about, is uh actually um one of our top five prospects so <laughs> he's a uh, he's he's i mean he's definitely going to be in our starting rotation this year so those are the guys that i would say are most likely to be in there this year yeah you have a young guy that when i was the gm of the reds i hadn't traded them to the white Sox, who you got which is marshall larkin Oh, Larkin is another guy. He he could be up this year. He's he's made some strides this offseason in in terms of uh the scouting reports have really improved on him over the offseason. So, um but once again, I don't really have a place for um for a good hitting infielder who's not a defensive whiz. <laughs> if I were to make a trade and free up my DH spot, there's a chance he could make it up, but I don't know. I think he's probably gonna have to wait a year <laughs> um well he's young just like 
Yeah. Campbell, he's 20. They're both 22. Yeah. So it's I nice got to a have lot those of, kind of players sitting in the minors just in case you get an injury or something, then you call them up and yeah. you don't have much you know, slack from that. Oh, and uh, another guy I got from you that I really like, I just don't have a spot for him, is Dan Bryant. He's 23. Um, I like – I really like players that have high ratings on avoid Ks, and uh, Dan Bryant's one of those guys, and he – he hit 269 with us last year, which is pretty good. Um, and he hit 320 when he was in Oakland the year before. Um, I really like him. I just don't have room. So he'll be in Omaha. That's the only reason why Omaha. I traded him. So. <laughs> Omaha could be a pretty good club next year. Because um, I got another a, outfielder. If you can't win a championship in the majors, win it in AAA, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got another outfielder named Bob Collins. I really like he'll be making his triple a debut. He was in double a last year. So Omaha is going to have some nice bats with Alvarez Collins, Garrett Mitchell, Garrett DeChambeau, Marshall Larkin, Dan Bryant. It's, it's a nice little lineup. <laughs> the hard part is trying to make room for them up in the majors when that time comes. Cause you're pretty, yeah. you're pretty young in the, in the majors. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's over like 28 besides Baker and Rizzo and, um, and Rizzo. Yeah. And Rizzo. Yeah. Everyone else is pretty young. So yeah. Same there'll with have to be some staff. trades made. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, yeah. so Addis, Addison Reed's my old man. Yeah. Well, you mentioned trades. What's your kind of philosophy? I mean, I know you're kind of at the end of your rebuild starting to go into time for, contending so right. how do you juggle that and, and try to keep the farm system stocked without you know killing your prospects because they don't get playing time well i'm gonna have to move any prospects that are you know 24 25 for younger guys um i find it's a little e easier if you've got guys that are in the majors that other owners can see what how they produce at the big league level like for me it would be easier for me to trade a Jeremy Kenny or Brian Cooper um, to make spot for one of my other guys to come up. Um, so I also have to remember that I am a small market team. I got to watch guys that are getting big bucks in arbitration and, and, and getting near the end of the automatic renewals. Um, it's probably smarter for me to trade those guys away and then bring up minimum wage players. If I've got somebody similar because I feel like, you know, I've got three guys on my big league roster, three outfielders, Gunnar Nelson, Brian Cooper, and Jeremy Kenny, that really aren't that different than my top three outfielders in Omaha. Um, so I would probably trade one of them and call somebody up. But, you know, if they're 22, I can let them sit in, in, in Omaha another year and push that decision back a little bit. <laughs> Right, exactly. And so your your market size is below average, and same with your fan loyalty. But your fan interest is seventy six. That's pretty impressive for a yeah. small market team. Yeah, signing Baker, um, and then I think there's a bug in the game. Pat Crosby was like, he's he's like, you know, I mean, he's not a bad pitcher, but uh, you know, he was a reliever in Seattle with a 5.45 ERA. And when I signed him, it's like your fan interest went up astronomically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. Don't so, you? 
he's just a super popular guy. But um, my my yeah. owner wanted me to re-sign somebody that already left in free agency, and you know, <laughs> and that took a hit. You know, so my fan interest took a hit on that. So yeah, can't control that. So what can we expect out of the Royals here in 2023? So I'm looking for a second place finish. I'm not. I'm not okay. I feel like last year was a little bit of a stumble. If I were to get 81 wins this year, I would be happy because I've still got another 20 million I can put into another free agent last next year. Although from what I've heard from other owners in this league, you know, there's not always a lot to choose from in free agency like there was this year. Um, but uh I think what I'm going to do is see where I am in, you know, in June, late June. Um, and if I think, um, you know, the AL Central is not the AL West. So if I'm in within a few games of first place in late June, maybe I make a push. I've got prospects to trade. I've got, you know, young players I can trade um, without giving the whole farm away, I can still trade some of that and, and maybe make a run this year. Um, but, but the preseason prediction, yeah, the preseason prediction for the, for the central has the twins winning 91 games, the tigers yeah. winning 89 games, you winning 87 games, the white Sox winning 84 games and Cleveland with 49. I don't know how accurate those are, but um, yeah. <laughs> yikes. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's all going to be contingent on where I am in, in late June. Um, good, but you know, I think I've got young, I've got a young core that should be able to, you know, make me at least decent for the next few years. And whether or not I become a contender depends on what I can add to that core. Well, I think there's a lot of people in the, in a league that are hoping that you or Jim knock off Rocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the throne, the champ. I'll do my best. <laughs> so I always like to end these and um, to ask you, you know, tell the MLB pro universe something about you, you know, maybe what you do for a living and, you know, maybe yeah. something that might pique their interest on, you know, maybe who's on a trade block or something to, you know, get them a DM. Well, <laughs> well, I don't really have a big trade block, but I, I tend to be willing to trade anybody if the right offer comes along. Um, although I probably would not at this point trade Gus Lopez or um, or Baker now. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you a little bit about me. I've, I've, uh, I have this hat that I got, uh, this Casey hat that I got at Kansas City game I went to with my best friends growing up and uh it's the only time I've ever seen the Royals was that one game um <laughs> on a trip to Kansas City <laughs> but I work for NC State University I do IT I'm the assistant director for technology in in my in my division um and then I moonlight uh working at the arena doing Carolina Hurricanes games I do graphics for Hurricanes uh, in-house broadcasts and NC State basketball in-house broadcasts. So I spend a lot of time doing techie things. <laughs> hey, 
There could be worse things out there, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So good. Um, uh, anything else you want to add that you want to say that I didn't ask you or anything? No, I just, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the season starting, looking forward for spring training coming around. Um, I like this league more than real baseball. So, <laughs> um, I'm very grateful for, uh, you know, the guys that run it and, and everyone else that participates and does things like podcasts and stuff. It's, it really makes it a lot of fun. So thank you to everybody. So, yeah. And I just wanted to do this. Jim started this last year, as you know, and he was yeah. not able to do it this year. So I didn't want it to go to waste or go by the wayside. <laughs> So right. now people are stuck with me doing this instead of him. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I don't think, I think as long as they get information about the teams, they don't care who, who asks the questions, but I do appreciate you, you doing it. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on and, and willing to share about the Royals and we look forward to, to seeing how you do in this year. All right. Me too. <laughs> so, so I'm going to stop the recording and we can stay on in chat here for a second. All right.